Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens, and he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing this week, buddy? Matt, doing great. How about you? Life is good. Spring is here. The Masters is over. It's been uh, pretty good weather ever since. I'm loving it. It gets me not re-energized. It was. It's 90 here today. So welcome oh, to that's actually welcome hot. To, welcome to spring. Yeah, you kind of went from 70 to 90 overnight. Yep. So that's okay. I like it. I like that's it warm. Stuff. Hey, so uh, I thought maybe today we would. I had a good coaching session last week with, with uh, well, it's it's one two of my coaching clients. They they're, they're partners in the firm, so I coach them at the same time. And uh, I came up with this, uh, and I think I'm going to use this for all my quarterly meetings. Is that it worked so well that I quit doing it? All right, so I followed it. It worked so well that I just stopped doing it. So this was a great example for these guys. Um, they're a marketing firm. They they sell uh, like logoed shirts and you know logoed pins and that kind of stuff. Um, doesn't matter what you do; it's the same kind of thing because it, it turns into. There's a connection here. Just last week's call from Scott, which was we talked about what worked so well that you quit doing it. And one of the guys would start talking and he said, man, you know, when I first started in this business 15, 20 years ago, my boss told me this thing and he had, it was like, uh, like had, it had some sort of acronym, PIMVO or something. I'll, I'll get that. And I said, what do, you, what do you mean? He says, it was current month, previous year, C-M-P-V, C-M-P-V, current month, previous year. I said, well, describe what that is. He says, you go back to your database and you say, who bought from me? Well, we're in May. We're about to be May. Who bought from me last May? Well, those are the guys I need to call to see if they want to buy again this May. Makes and sense. So, yeah, that was, it said it worked so well, but, you know, now I hardly ever do that or I only do it on sporadic or occasionally. Never, you know, never do that. So we came up with a strategy. So here, here it is. So part of our thing is I love to give action items too, right? Mm -hmm. So it's going to be current month previous year. So who bought from me last May? We could go back in the database and figure out who that is and create contacts and calls. And there's, there's my list of people, right? And so then we get into, we always talk about who versus how, like he doesn't have to be the one to do that. Just so happens we were talking about a summer intern. I said, well, here's a great task. It's a friend of his daughter who wants to be a summer intern. So I said, well, you know, I always believe in giving interns challenging and real projects. I said, well, here's and she's your who she creates that list and she could have this list and say here's all the people that bought from you last may mm -hmm. and then you could even have you and i are into automation let's have a standard email hey dave you know haven't chatted with you in a while you bought some stuff for me last may love to you know reconnect are you still doing that xyz event yeah well, gosh there's there's an automatic email that we could put together with the intern and have the intern make that initial contact, right? So now you got, here's the list. And then I said, well, look, she could create that list for every month for you for the next year. I mean, it shouldn't take her too long to create it. So you could have a 12 month list. And then she could actually create that same list to, for your salespeople, you know, start with your number one salesperson on down. But work so well that I quit doing it. So let's, you always talk about automation. Yeah, of course. Let's, let's automate that process. So let's get the intern in here, who's our who, who can keep track of that, and then uh, maybe automate the first email. Hey, see that you bought from me last year? Are you redoing the same event? So he was all excited with an action item. Um, and so that was number example number one. It worked so well that I quit doing it. Yeah, I think in the automation message, um, you may make reference to 
depends on the business you're in, but hey, you bought this last year, and I just wanted to make sure that you were as happy today as you were then. There's a great message right there. Love to love to have a conversation about it because uh, I like to you know I like to talk to my clients after they've had our product or service for for a year, right. and uh, just just see how you feel about it today. Um, would love to have a conversation if you're up for that. You know, here's a link to my calendar, and now you've opened the door, and it's unintimidating uh, for them, and it gives them a chance to reconnect with you in an automated fashion um, to where they're going to come back to you instead of you going to get them. Right. Or now we just thought about this because in these same guys, we came up with like the six hottest items to trade shows. So he could proactively reach out and say, Hey Dave, you know, you don't have to say it's been a year. Just say, Hey Dave, it's been a while since we connected. You know, the latest and greatest gizmo is this little spinner. Just, you know, thought you might want to know, let me know if there's anything we can help you with. Yeah, exactly. Right. So then there's an, un you know, that it's been a year since he bought from you. But you didn't say, you know, you just said, hey, it's been a while since we connected. And then you send them, like you always talk about, valuable content. Here's an article I wrote. Here's an article I read. Here's a new item that we've been selling a lot of that you might find interesting. So there's a way to automate the connection, right? Mm -hmm. That could have been content, valuable content, could have been an interesting article, could have been, like I said, most of these things are for events. Like they had a, they had a client appreciation event last May, and that's why they bought from them. But you're right for any business. So it was funny. So then his partner starts talking about what he worked for him that he's never done since, right? Worked so well that I quit doing. So his partner starts talking. He goes, yeah, you know what I, you know what I used to do when I was looking for sales? Because again, these guys, they still sell. They're the owners, which is, by the way, this is a great example of entrepreneurs who need to keep doing what got them successful, right? These guys are sales guy, and that's how they started their business. Part of what I started to coach with them is they were getting all bogged down in the administration and running the business part. And we wanted to teach them to delegate so they could go back to being salesmen because they're really good sales guys. So he goes, yeah, back when I was doing sales uh, on a more regular basis or didn't have as many clients, I would go back through my old customer list. And similar to that, not only look for somebody who bought last May, a year ago, he said, who hadn't bought from me like ever or in a long time, you know? Uh, Dave bought for me one time two years ago. Well, there's a guy that I could reach out to. You know, Bill bought for me 18 months ago. I need to reach out to him. Yeah. So his was a similar concept, but it's that almost goes right back to what we were talking about with Scott last week with the um, reactivation campaign for the people who no longer get their cars repaired at the auto repair shop yep. at the dealership, right? Yep. Reactivation campaign. We call it a reactivation campaign at the dentist. People that used to get their teeth cleaned at the dentist, but they haven't been in uh, six to 18 months. We're reactivating them. We've talked about that, like I said, with a car dealership. Now we're talking about here a marketing firm, a third business totally unrelated, where we're kind of reactivating. These people have bought some sort of product from you in the past, whether it be six months, one year, two years, five years. I don't know what the appropriate time frame is, right? Let's reactivate them as clients. Now we go back to exactly what you said a second ago, which is we could automate that email. Yeah. Hey, it's been a while since we connected. Uh, we just always like to check in with our clients. There could be your email. Hey, it's been it a while. It doesn't have to be email. Sometimes this, that's a time to use direct mail as well. Okay, good point. Especially when they're already an existing client. Let's say you're in the promotional products business like we just discussed. Right, that's these guys. You've got a good, I don't know, 5 or $6 item that you can put in an envelope and say, hey, uh, I was you know, thinking about you and um, 
I thought this would make a great product. It's something new. And so now you're getting them thinking, you're putting your product in front of them. Um, it's a nice little tchotchke or whatever you want to call it, but it might, you know, it depends on the business you're in. Yeah. I mean, uh, the reactivation campaign, especially when they're already an existing customer and you're going back to the same well, you can afford to spend a little more money because you know they are already a buyer and uh, of yours. So reactivating them, as long as you didn't offend them along the way, um, shouldn't be hard. So, right. you know, it works so well that I quit doing it. The question is, after you had that customer, you know, would you have taken them out to dinner? Would you have done, I mean, maybe you didn't. So now it's a year later. Now's your chance to maybe- Rebuild the relationship. Build the relationship again as yeah. part of your reactivation campaign. Right. And, and so Dean Jackson has something where he calls the nine word email. So he says, look at, so, so you got your prospect list and these people did not buy from you. So he's saying, go back six months to whatever, two years. Who was a prospect but didn't end up buying from you? right? Kind of went silent on you. Uh -huh. And he calls it the nine word email. You and I could call it the reactivation campaign. Hey, are you still interested in X, Y, Z? Hey, you're still interested in, you know, Chotsky's for your next event. Hey, are you still interested in uh, ground testing? Remember you mentioned about the ground testing for yeah. electrical. So it could be the people that you made that offer to the, the ground testing and didn't take you up on it. Well, let's just check back with them six months later. Hey, are you still interested in having your grounding checked? Right. Yeah. I'm not saying the words right, but you get what I'm saying. Oh yeah, it's fine. I mean, that's actually you're 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 fine because that's ultimately um, most people wouldn't know about it. You know, right. I mean, that's the point of the of the campaign. If 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 the customer gets it, they will remember. Oh yeah, that's right. He, I that's right. I meant to schedule that with you. I just forgot. Right. Got busy. Well, life happened, and I didn't get right. back. And we've had, so I got another coaching client. He's in uh, a different business and he is always, you know, gosh, I don't want to bug these people. And, and there, there are these stats that say the average person gets something like 400 emails a day. Right. And so they might not have seen the email when you asked them for the grounding or, or the direct email or the direct campaign. Maybe you did send a postcard to these people and they meant to call you, but forgot, or they meant to call you, but it got thrown out by mistake, or they meant to call you and the email just got buried in tomorrow's 400 emails. So that's why the persistence of Dean Jackson calls it the nine word email. Uh, hey, are you still interested in X, Y, Z? That was the nine word. So that was work so well that he quit doing it. So that's actually Dean Jackson's number one thing he tells you to do. If you go work with him, he will say, hey, the first thing we should do is pass prospects that didn't buy from you, send them a nine word email. Reactivation campaign, but this is reactivation of old prospects as opposed to reactivation of old clients. But work so well, quit doing it. So you got to remind, I got to remind my clients to do that on a quarterly basis. Hey, who hadn't bought from me in the last six months or who was a prospect that didn't buy? And what's, you know, some of my clients, what they get hung up in is, as we're discussing this and I'm thinking yeah. about that, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, a lot of them would say, well, we used to do that when we were smaller and then we got bigger and coming back to it is, would be very cold, almost like cold calling because they, they aren't recent customers. Right. Um, but it still worked well enough to take them from smaller to bigger. Exactly right. It, it was working. Right. Now they ended up bigger and they're making less percentage of profit. They just do it on a bigger, on a bigger number. 
but the percentages have gone down. And if they go back to some of the stuff that was working um, when they were smaller, um, perhaps they can pick and choose better customers so that as they grow that section of their business bigger, the profit margins can be bigger and they can have less of these uh, customers that don't allow for the higher margins. Yeah, exactly right. I just wrote an article, uh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago up on LinkedIn, business is a system. And so business is a system. And so it is a system that can be learned and taught. And that's what you and I always talk about in our coaching and, and these podcasts that, you know, here's our little checklist we're going to run you through and see if one of these five things are going to help slow or grow your business. But anyway, one of the ones that I always use is go back over the last year and what worked over the last year. So you could literally, I've got a, I've got a, a prospect that I'm talking to right now and his business in, in a, it's in one of his, he's got three different businesses. One of the businesses, I'm sorry, three different cities, locations. One of the locations is kind of cratering. So let's go back and say over the last 12 months, what was the best month for that business? What were you doing in, you know, June of last year that I'm just, you know, let's say June was the best month. Well, what was going on in June of last year? Did you run any promotions? Did you have any specials? Did you have any new products? Were the salespeople fired up from a sales meeting you had? What made June a great month last year? Whatever that is, it works so well, let's do it again. Uh, Frank Kern, another one of the gurus that I follow, he literally says, once you sign up for his coaching program, that's the first thing he does before you come here. Is he says, hey, Dave, let's look back over the last year. What's the most successful thing you did? Good. Let's do that again yeah. before, you come, before you come to my meeting. So again, hit the same philosophy. What worked so well over the last year uh, that you quit doing it? Or Frank Kern would say, worked so well, let's just do it again. I remember the story of Joe Polish, another one of my gurus, right, that we follow. And he talks about his very first consulting gig with some vitamin guy. And the guy ran some little you know, flyer that said, hey, I got extra shipment of vitamins, therefore we're having a sale. And, and Joe Polish says, how did it work? Oh, it worked great. I got, you know, whatever, XYZ, I sold, you know, 100,000, 200, whatever the number was. And Joe said, great, uh, send it again. <laughs> Just send the exact flyer again with a little handwritten note instead of, you know, whatever, 100 boxes, I got 75 boxes and send it again. And the guy did it again and he sold another, whatever, 100, 200,000. And then Joe Polish said, all right, well, send it again. This time, cross it out and say you got 50 boxes. So they did that same flyer that same oh, sale three or four times in a row that's what uh, now you're getting to the heart of marketing and this i had a um i had a conversation with a um a new coaching client um they're in the real estate business a real estate investor that i took on as a coaching client yesterday and you know their their biggest question is okay on the marketing side what do I need to do? And I said, well, what you need to do is first we got to clarify, get a really super clear message. And then you're going to start using that message and it's not going to work. And then you're going to tweak it and it's not going to work. And you're going to tweak it and it's not going to work. And she's like, well, that sounds kind of depressing. I said, let me finish. You're going <laughs> to tweak it again and it's not going to work. And then all of a sudden it's going to work. And then when it works, you're going to stop tweaking it and you're going to go gangbusters on the one that worked. And because once you get one that works, see, most people don't realize that that's what real marketing is. It's finding the message that appeals to your right client. And when you find the message, see, it's not, you know who your client is. If you don't, you need to figure that out. You know who your client is, but 
finding the right message that answers their problems and, and makes their lives better, well, that's not that easy to do. Once you find the message, then you can you do it over and over and over again, sometimes the same message. I mean, the, the Wall Street Journal ad, I, I'm sure you've heard the, the you know, the, the tale of two, you know, two guys, they both went to the same school, they both went to the same college. The, the Wall Street Journal, the greatest copywriting ever written, billions of dollars of business. I don't know how, how much has come from that, but they ran the same, the same sales letter for like 25 years. Is that right? <laughs> when you have something that works, right? why change it as long as it still works? And I think that's what, that's what your, this whole message is about. It works so well, I quit doing it. Well, well quit doing that. I mean, <laughs> right. if you, once, if you get something that works once, then you want to do that so often that it almost seems like you should be offending people. You're doing it so often, but you keep doing it until it no longer works. Right, right. You're exactly right. And I got two things to say on that. It reminded me, I had another coaching client um, yesterday, I guess it was. Same concept for them. So they would always ask, they do, um, um, anyway, it doesn't matter what the business is. They would always ask, um, well, let me tell you what it is. It's portraits. You know, like you get a portrait of your child, a painting of your child, that's a lot, or a painting yeah. of your family. And so we were talking about it and I was like, I got a painting of my child. And I said, do you ever ask, Hey, do you think the grandparents would want a painting of the child, whether it be the same size or size, or they can do a less version, you know, kind of a photo as opposed to an actual, you know, acrylic paint. She goes, yeah, you know, I used to ask that. And I asked for that sometimes. And just like you said, and I said, well, how does it work? Well, it usually works great almost every time. Oh yeah, grandma would love this, whether it be a full-fledged painting, which you know, these things are five thousand bucks a piece or something, or whether it be a lighter version, which is a thousand dollars or something like that. I'm like, well, why don't we it works so well, why don't we keep doing it? Let's ask every single time we do a portrait, hey, do you think your parents or his parents would like a copy? Especially <laughs> in that business, because lots of times there's two grandparents, so you say, Hey, we'll give you two smaller copies. So you paid five grand for the first right. one. Two smaller copies for twenty five hundred dollars, right? And not works, works so well. So they also do portraits. Like if you're a retiring judge, sometimes they get a portrait and they do a picture of you, whatever. Well, you might want that same picture in your own house because that picture's you know for the courthouse. Sure. Or you're a retiring teacher or professor at a college, you know, and they put you up in here in the honorary hall. Well, you might want one of those at home. Oh, yeah. well, would you like a copy for your personal? Right? Yeah, I've done that sometimes. But why don't we do it every time? Why don't we do it all the time? I think sometimes, Matt, where when we get really down to the heart of why don't people do that is uh, their own fear of acting salesy or pushy. Right. Uh, and um, that's okay if you don't want to do that. If you don't have the ability to do that, then you need to have materials to put in front of your client and say, um, well, you know, I know you're going to be reading for about five, you're waiting for about five minutes. We'll be, you know, be ready in five minutes or whatever. Um, why don't you read this? And in those five minutes, it presents that offer of the thing that you're afraid to ask. Ask for, right. Yeah, right. Because if you do have a fear, um, you've got to put something in front of them. Uh, 
and it, you'll find that with doctors and dentists and even attorneys, they don't want to seem salesy or pushy. Right. Because right. I went to college for eight years. I'm not salesy or pushy. I'm not a salesperson. Well, yeah, but you're in business. You gotta you gotta make sales. And so um, sometimes with especially the more affluent, you have to create materials around getting them past their fear of asking for more business. But they have to, you have to ask, because if you don't ask, you'll never know. And that's what it sounds like your client is saying, well, I used on occasion I ask, that's a fear. Um, and it's not a bad, I mean, it's, I mean, fear right. is real, but if you don't ask, you can't, it's going to be hard to grow your business. Right. Exactly right. And then um, the other thing you were talking about earlier during your last was it might take a while to find the right message. So I've had people do that before where they did a direct mail campaign and quote unquote, it didn't work. Well, they tried a Facebook ad and it didn't work. Well, as you said, it's not supposed to work the first time. It's, we got to tweak it. There's, you know, when you run like a Facebook ad, I'm just using an example. You got the text, you got the picture, and you even have the button, you know, click here for more information, click here to download or click here to learn, learn more, test it. You know, they, you can change the button, what it says. You can change the picture and you can change the text up above, you know, learn how to X, Y, Z, save money, make more. And literally, We'll talk about when we run Facebook ads that you'll have four of the exact same ads, right? Maybe you'll have 16, right? Let's, let's do the same text in four different pictures, right? Let's do the same picture in four different text, right? And so now you have basically the same message, but we're just tweaking it, like you said, until you find the one that works. And I think a lot of people, my point was just give up after the hey, I tried it and Facebook didn't work for me. Or, oh yeah, that's, that's probably the number one thing is I tried it and it didn't work. Well, what didn't work? And they're like, well, it, it didn't work. It, yeah. uh, I mean, I've got Facebook ads running right now as we speak. I'm sure like half of everybody who's watching this does. But, and that's exactly what I do. I'm like, okay, I spent, you know, whatever. I spent, let's say, you know, $100. Um, and in that $100, how many clicks did I get to my site? How many of those actually entered our, um, basically put their name and email address in the box? Right. And then I know once they've done that, what percentage of them will buy? And right. my question is, when I know I've hit success, is when I spent $100 and that turned into $200. That's when you know you have success because you, I mean, so right, I don't care right. if it's 10,000, it turns into 20,000. I don't care if it's uh, $10 turns into $20. I don't care how you slice it. Once you've been able to do that successfully where you double your money or more, now you have a company. Actually, if you break even, you have a company and grow exponentially. That's where it works so well, I quit doing it. <laughs> um, you look at the major uh, players in the internet marketing world. All they did was they found a message and a landing page that worked. And when it worked and they ran ads and it brought a return above their cost, then every, literally, they started advertising on a daily basis. It took 100 today. If it brought back 200, they did 200 tomorrow and it brought back 400. And they did that exponentially. And before long, I mean, I, I talked to somebody today who is spending $27,000 a month on Facebook advertising. Okay. That's, that's, it sounds like a lot of money, but it, it is. I mean, to him, he's like, well, I brought in 155 grand. So, okay. um, you know, 
okay, sounds like a good return. You, yeah, you that's right, five times. Brought in 155. So um, that's that's good use of, I guess, of your uh, of your resources. But that didn't happen overnight. Like he said, it started with you know with hundred dollar campaigns, and he said it actually started with five dollars a day, which okay. went down to ten dollars a day before. But he said by month three. He was a thousand dollars a day, so he went from five dollars a day to a thousand dollars a day in three months. Because he had That's something fine tuning, yes, had something that worked. What he what he didn't spend a lot of time on was how long he was spending five dollars a day before it worked. Clicked, right? Yeah. How many iterations was that? That's that's where most people give up. So yeah, it worked so bad that I stopped doing it. Yeah, that's right. what most people do. But right. once it works well, then then grow it. I Rank mean, it up. Well, we're funny. So I have an email account that I use to follow other email marketing people. And so it's funny that you will see these emails and they'll send out the same email six months later, right? Or every Christmas, the same email. And now I've been on some of these lists, you know, two or three years. And that's what they're discovering is they've got, you know, uh, an email that works or an email sequence that works. And then here comes December 1st and they're going to send these one, two, three emails and make an offer. And it must work because he did it last Christmas. Well, here's what I would say to that. Um, I, I'm, I'm on board. I can honestly say that I've never noticed some of the people that I'm in coaching with or groups with that they've ever done that. I can say I've never noticed. Doesn't mean they right. haven't done it because you don't always <laughs> read every email. And that's the point. You don't right. always read every email from I'm telling you, I got three or four of these gurus. These are the gurus that you know, name brands that are sending me the exact same emails six months later, a year later. Like all the names that we mentioned earlier in this podcast. Yeah. If they work, they work. They work. They'll send them again a year from now, six months from now. I think that's just their marketing people are getting lazy. <laughs> no, they found something that worked. Yeah. Worked so well. I'm doing it again. It a little bit, right? Doing it again. I was reading a LinkedIn article today. And this guy was actually being a guru. He was talking about, and then literally at, in, in the post below it, the other guy said, well, this looks like uh, so-and-so's article from two months ago. And okay. other words, like the guy copied the article. Okay, okay, okay. That's different. We're, we're getting we're, off. We're getting, we're getting sidetracked. So it was funny. You and I talked before this conversation was, I may have found something that works so well that I should be doing it, right? Yeah. So uh, I had put together this uh, – I do some investment advisory stuff um, and people ask me in our coaching. People also ask me about how to make more money, how to pay less in taxes, how to save more in retirement. So I had put together this, let's call it a brochure. Kind of like you were talking about. I didn't want to be too salesy. So, Hey, here's some more information on that. Right. Put this thing together probably about a year ago. Never really did anything with it. Well, I had this prospect who was, I got introduced by a CPA who was interested in how do I make more money? How do I save more, more, uh, for retirement, how do I pay, pay less in taxes? So as a, I don't know, I just said, hey, uh, you know, your CPA mentioned these were the kind of things you wanted to talk about. I thought you might find this useful, right? And it was a little two-page brochure that I had put together, a little PDF. Damn, if I didn't get a text, this was my text, like within 30 minutes. So now what I was talking about, that works so well, I should do more of it, right? I know a lot of people that are in, this was a dentist, in that situation, that maybe I should send that exact same email or text to those other dentists. Hey, I get asked all the time about saving more and uh, paying less in taxes. Um, 
and retirement planning, thought you might find this interesting. So maybe I found something that works so well that I, I need to do it again. You need to do that again. We, we, I just found this out today. We <laughs> talked about that offline before. Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> Especially if you got 100% rate, you know. <laughs> that's right. one that's for pretty one. good response. What, what could go wrong? Yeah. That's uh, how about you? You got anything that works so well you need to do more of? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, what's funny, Matt, so I spent – an enormous amount of time, or I spend an enormous amount of time on like ads and, and attracting, and and I'm and I'm thinking, um, I really probably just need to spend more time working with my existing clients, um, helping them make sure they're on track. And I do have a pretty good track record right now with them, but I just brought on a new client. Like I said, she's in real estate, and. Um, I really want to just focus on every client I bring on. I want to, I want to put my focus there because that works. It that works so well that, that I need to focus on that and not worry so much about getting the next one. I think a lot of, a lot of businesses do that. They're so focused. I spend so much time. You spend so much time yeah. talking about how to get your next client. Don't forget the one you got, you know, right. that, that's the dog with his bone with the bone in his mouth. He looks in the water, sees the other dog and then he opens his mouth and, Neither Drops up <laughs> so we, it's the same thing here. We, you know, when you get, when you have a client, take care of that client because then they'll continue to buy from you. And that um, sometimes I have a tendency to focus so much on client acquisition that I, I don't want to apply. I, I always take no, care no, of No, no, that's just a fascination we have. Absolutely. But today I was like, nope, I'm going to really focus on um, making sure that I help the clients I have right now uh, get some, get, help them get some new clients and get them making money. Cause that's right. really, that really kind of drives me. So I got to stay on track with that. And it's funny you say that. Cause I literally had, you know, same type of things where now I'm putting into my schedule, the time for, have I added value for this client today? Right. So I'm actually putting a time in my schedule that says I want to consciously take an hour and think of whatever, three clients, four clients and, how can I add value to Dave? How can I add value to Bill? Now, these are existing clients of mine. Yep. Just so I am consciously, I got, for me, I need to schedule it, right? So if I schedule it in there, I'm going to spend, I'm just saying hours as an example, but I have redone some of my time management stuff to include a, am I adding value to my existing clients section? I was listening to Tony Robbins on a podcast this morning, and he was talking about how, um, in, you know, in life, you get, you can only make so much money, but where you find value for yourself is in adding value to others. That's where you can really have something that is, that is beyond you. It is, um, you know, where you build something that's going to last for generations is when you're adding so much value to others. And if you forget that that's what you're in business for is to add value to the lives of other people. Um, then, then you're just in it for the money, and it's never going to work that well if you're just in it for the money. Yeah. Which is about adding value. You got it. And that's this whole podcast right here. We love to add value and, and generate ideas of what we're seeing in real life and what problems our clients are coming to and what solutions we're coming up with. And that this is fun. You're not, yeah. you know, this is all free. Now, I hope somebody hires us as a coach, but we love adding value. And that's this, I mean, this is, I don't know, maybe episode 20, 20. I don't know exactly what episode we're on. Uh -huh. We actually should know that. <laughs> um, but as our podcast grows, we'll, we'll continue to, uh, we'll actually have somebody who'll probably put a number on them. But the, <laughs> the point is that's exactly what we're doing. We're adding yeah. value 
so that somebody can go back and say, wow, that's a really, there's a lot of information there that I didn't really know that. And so that's the idea is to, to give people a place where they can go unintimidated, no sales presentation, no, nobody's being salesy or pushy because we, we, we're not selling anything on this podcast. Right. Um, we may, um, you know, Matt, and I, just for those of you that are <laughs> watching, we yeah. will have an event, um, you know, in the future because we've been discussing that we're, we're going to have a, you know, a two day um, event where you can come out and we'll, we'll really t help you be profitable in your business. But right now, this is just, a, you know, a free um, podcast where you where people can come unintimidated and they can learn all they want. So. Right. All right. So the summary of this thing would be, uh, it works so well, I quit doing this. Works so well, I quit doing it. We came up with so several stop examples. Doing <laughs> so stop doing that. And what we would say would be, it works so well, do it again. And we would say, automate who do it. Yeah. Automate who does it. Automate who does it for you. Um, so, all right. Tell us, oh, that was going to remind me of one other thing, which was, oh, let's talk about guests. If you want to be a guest please reach out to one of us because I liked what we did last week with Scott. So let's just make an offer open invitation. If you want to be a guest in our hot seat, we'll do a little Q and a like we did with Scott last week. So yeah. In fact, if you want to be a guest, all you have to do is subscribe on the YouTube channel and then make a comment. Um, say, Hey, I'd like to be a guest. Make sure when you do subscribe that you put your, um, your company, you know, website so we can mention it on the show. So, um, and then we can research you, but, you know, make sure we have a way to connect with you and we'd love to have you on the show. Um, you know, this is a, it's a more of an open forum. And, and when I say it's an open forum, we can ask you questions. You can ask us questions. We can help get your, uh, you know, business, some, uh, you know, some good ideas for profitability over the coming months. That's good. All right, man. Uh, tell us where we can find you. So man, you can find me at davidmulvaney.com. Find me on LinkedIn at David Mulvaney. Um, and, um, and I'm doing a weekly podcast as well on Thursdays. That's a sign up. You can sign up at davidmulvaney.com. Perfect. I am uh, 10X Profit Blueprint. That's my coaching website, 10xprofitblueprint.com. And of course, Matt Hudgens over at LinkedIn. Good. Well, Always Matt, a pleasure. It's been great talking to you, and uh, we will talk soon. All right, man. See you. Take care.